Welcome to Seat at the Table podcast. My name is Mel Rodriguez, and if you want to grow in your relationship with God, this is the place to be. Follow me on social media. My handle on Instagram is at MelRodriguezX. So grab a coffee, your Bible, and let's talk Jesus. Hey guys, welcome to Seat at the Table podcast. My name is Mel Rodriguez, and today's episode is number six. It's called What You Idolize Will Destroy You. And I know it's a little bit scary to hear. But honestly, I felt like we all needed to hear this at some point in our lives. And today we are going to be reading like seven different scriptures. But don't worry, I'll guide you through the entire process. So what you idolize will destroy you. What do I mean by this? God does not like idolatry and I'm guilty of this. I idolize sometimes and sometimes I have to repent and tell God, hey God, what I did was wrong and you know, I should have never done that. Will you help me, God? Will you help me to avoid that mistake? But as humans, when we accept Jesus, even when we don't have Jesus, we all have a plan, right? But but God has a plan for us in his kingdom. God wants to write our names in the book of life. And so Samson was one of these guys, and Samson had a calling. He was a special man created by God, right? And his mother was was a barren woman. His mother was a mother that was unable to conceive, unable to have children. But Samson, he had a big problem, and his problem was the fact that he was caught up in idolatry all throughout his entire story. And I know this is a little bit scary to think about, but I want you, as you listen to this story, as you listen to this podcast and this beautiful episode that I just want to teach you, what am I idolizing? Because I have a calling in God's plan. I have a calling, right? That if I ask God, he will tell me what my calling is, right? But we have to protect our calling. We have to take care of our calling. We have to take care of his promises that are given to us through his word. Because if we don't take care of those things, eventually we will be living a life that will lead to bondage, to sin, to disobedience, right? And it's an ongoing cycle of blessing, of deliverance, but it's sin, it's bondage, it's disobedience, right? And it's just a never-ending cycle. So let me educate you on this story a little bit. When I was reading this, I felt so convicted by God because I was like, wow, God, this is what happens when I am caught up in idolatry. This is what happens, God, when I don't listen to you and when I do the complete opposite of what you're telling me to do. And guys, look, we're not perfect. We're going to mess up many times in our life. But the important thing is, is that we get back up and we try again and we leave those things behind. All right. So Samson, first of all, he was a miracle from God. You know, he had a special calling before he was even conceived. And this angel of the Lord had told his father, Manoah, and his wife that you will become pregnant and have a son whose head is never to be touched by a razor because the boy is to be a Nazarite. So not only was Samson just a miracle, but he was also under a special calling. And I feel like this is super important. When you accept God, you know, you're going to be under the ministry and you're going to be under the mentorship and the transformation of your entire life, of your heart, of your mind through the word of God. Now, 
we are not going to lose our salvation we are not going to lose god but if we are just stuck in a sinful lifestyle it is going to be very hard for us to follow god without being constantly convicted and let me tell you something i feel like this is something that samson was just going throughout his entire life like he had an entire calling he was being used as an instrument to deliver israel from the hand of the philistines like these are israel's biggest enemies the the people that just had israel in complete bondage but samson you know he was being used by god to bring judgment to that sinful nation and he had the holy spirit inside of him before he was even born and this holy spirit the holy spirit made him strong so that he could just further in his calling and i want to tell you something one of the main points there's three points that i just want to mention about samson and delilah and the first one is he was blind to god's will like how many of us when we're following god we're just like god i don't i don't know what you want me to do god i don't know what decision i'm supposed to make but you know what god it's when we realize that we have to be spiritually mature and say i don't know what you want me to do but i know what you're gonna do and i know that we're, what you're gonna do is gonna be greater than what i think you're going to do but this was not the case with samson although samson had a calling although he was already special in god's eyes and he had a plan that god was going to fulfill through him he had many distractions in his life that just hindered him from walking forward and from just making wise decisions so first of all he was going after a philistine woman this man he was married he was a man of many women and he was someone that was going after pagans pagans are known as people in the bible that are distinct from israel that are completely different and that are that that god specifically told israel to stay away from especially marrying them and just you know doing that with them and just they were not supposed to be together they were not supposed to be in a relationship they were not supposed to be friends because these people they were just god's enemies and Israel was just God's chosen people. So regardless of the fact that many people in his life just told him not to go after that woman, not to go after that those things that were those things that were going to harm him, he was putting his own desires before God's and he was disregarding God's will for his life. Like he was courageous like before men. I told you that he was a strong man, right? Samson could kill all these men he could do all these things because god's power allowed him to but before woman he was completely submitted and he was surrendered to that thing instead of being surrendered to god and this is just an amazing story if you see it from this viewpoint i promise you that you can take so much from this but listen this man he was just blind to god's will and i wonder how many times are we blind to god's will because we're so busy going after something that we're not even supposed to be messing with like how many times are we just so caught up in our own things that we forget about god and his will for us like we already accepted god we already have the holy spirit inside of but we're still playing around we're still playing we're still living that double life and you know what this is just something that the lord put on my heart proverbs chapter 5 verse 3 for the lips of a forbidden woman drip honey and her speech is smoother than oil so this woman he told samson all that he wanted to hear although it was right in front of his face and the red flags were there he chose not to see it so therefore he could not see the dangers in his actions let me tell you something there's nothing more dangerous than a christian who lacks discernment 
there's nothing more dangerous than a Christian who lacks guidance from Jesus. And I'm not telling, I'm not saying it because God is not going to give you that guidance, but I'm saying it because many times we're not even listening to God. And therefore, we don't have the discernment, we don't have the guidance that we need so that we can make the wisest decisions and not end up in the biggest messes. And right now you might be saying, Mel is just coming for my neck. But no, let me tell you something. The enemy has been trying to come for my neck and for my relationship with God. Therefore, I know what it's like to be without God. I know what it's like to be distanced from him. And so I just want this story to serve you as a lesson to not be away from God. Let me tell you, it's dangerous. It's nothing to be played with. Ask God for discernment, guys. Samson's red flags were right there in front of his eyes, yet he didn't see them, and it cost him his life. It cost him his calling. This woman, she just manipulated Samson. She was taking the Philistine sides instead of her husband's. Like, Samson was just being played with. He was being lied to. This woman was telling Samson that she wanted to know his secret and where he got his strength from, and samson was just t was lying to her many times like samson actually lied to her many times and he didn't tell her like where he got his strength from but this woman just didn't stop at the end she was never she was never a godly woman therefore she never respected him and she didn't have his best interest at heart point number two consecration without communion when we live a double life we say the right words, we serve, we say we love God, we let others buy into our quote-unquote communion, when it's in fact behind closed doors the complete opposite. So Samson was just under these three rules. He could not drink wine, he could not touch anything that's dead, and he could not cut his hair. God imposed this vow on Samson to let him know that from the beginning he would be an anointed man. He would be someone that's set apart and would defeat the Philistines. To give him the strength to kill the lion that just came on him and he killed the lion with the power of the holy spirit but when he killed this lion he scooped honey out of the lion and he actually broke one of his vows which was that he could not touch a dead body he ignored the fact that he wasn't allowed to drink wine at his first marriage or any fermented drink samson was dishonest literally before everyone including his parents he was appearing to be a man of great strength physically but behind closed doors he was easily tempted and drawn into sin and let me tell you how many of us do we contaminate ourselves with dead things with things that are not good for us with secular things with things that will just draw us away from god and i'm telling you there's it's never too late to turn your life around man it's never too late to tell god i'm sorry god i've been doing it wrong my entire life do not be wasted potential do not idolize the things that will destroy you do not go after people that you know you shouldn't be going after do not mess with sin do not contaminate yourself instead be set apart be consecrated for the glory of god final point point three samson wanted god's benefits but never god you see after every battle that was being won by samson enemies that were defeated and killed he saw himself with the opportunities of telling god to give him strength but even after the victory samson only went f even farther from god which means that even though he was just doing it and he was just strong and beating his enemies up he never ever had communion with god he only asked god for strength and that was it 
And I want to read this verse to you. Judges chapter 15, verse 18. Because he was very thirsty, he cried out to the Lord, You have given your servant this great victory. Must I now die of thirst and fall into the hands of the uncircumcised? Then God opened up the hollow place in Lehi, and water came out of it. When Samson drank, his strength returned, and he revived. Think about it. Like Samson's thirst was just fulfilled in that moment, yet he was still so blind that he couldn't see the miracle God did right in front of him. He didn't see his potential. The fact that him being born and having been called from God was a miracle in itself. Like he still chose other things instead of God and he quenched his thirst in the wrong places. He had that living water coming down as a miracle from heaven right in front of him. He could drink from that water, but he didn't really surrender to God, which leads me to Samson and Delilah. I've never read the story in my entire life but i saw a movie on it on pure Flix. it's called samson i was in awe after finishing the movie i was like wow like it just reminded me of peter too like many of us we shame peter for what he did and for taking his eyes off of jesus yet we do that on the daily and we just we do what we want and we we say yes to our flesh and we say no to our to the spirit of god and we fall into those things and and I know that, you know, sometimes we tell people, don't do that. Don't fall into that. Yet we're prone to the same thing. We forget that we're humans too. And that although we have the Holy Spirit and we can do all things through him, many of us, including myself, we don't lean on that power. We don't lean on that promise. And we play with things that we shouldn't be playing with. And Samson and Delilah was a perfect example of the great fall of Samson. And although this man repented before he died... And before he went to heaven, he wasted his entire life dealing with sin, dealing with bondage, and Delilah was the biggest problem in his life. Can I tell you, can I just ask you a question? Why do you think many people fail to develop their calling and are completely led astray? I mean, many of us are called in the kingdom of God so that God can work through us and he can be great in us, but we let distractions get the best of us. We become ignorant and we think we know it all but we're not really immune to those things. We have no boundaries. We sin blatantly, not knowing what it is doing to us. Although God was still faithful to Samson, still giving him supernatural strength, the, beside the fact that he was with Delilah and he wasn't even married to her, he was doing all of these things. God still gave him many opportunities to escape before it continued and it got worse. So Delilah knew right from the start that Samson could be bound with something. The same thing that Satan knows that we're bound to things. That if in the Christian life and our walk with God, we are easily binded. We are easily bound to something. We are very easily distracted and very easily drawn into things that do not please god and that instead we are in idolatry so i'm talking about places of sin i'm talking about addiction i'm talking about adultery listen i'm talking about everything that we're not supposed to be doing but delilah knew samson had a weak spot you see that's kind of how the enemy works when the enemy takes a hard look at you he says i know how to get to him what's your weakness what's that thing that you need to work on right because the enemy only has the power that you give him so delilah was being used by satan to get to samson and delilah knew that samson could just be easily binded and so 
Delilah just kept asking him every time she slept with him, where do you get your power from? Where do you get your strength? And multiple times Delilah asked him and he lied to her three times. But guess what? He didn't run away. He didn't see that as a problem. Yet he told her where he got his strength from. And that's what led him to destruction. In summary, Samson shows the danger of under underestimating our own sinfulness. You see, he probably figured out that he had things under his control with his own fleshly lust, but his desire for love, romance, and sex led directly to his destruction. Although he was the great conqueror, he never allowed God to conquer him. And at the end of this, Samson actually he gets thrown into prison because of Delilah and he's bound in prison in chains and he repents before God and apologizes. But you see, it was never really about Samson being a strong man. It was God's strength being shown through Samson. Although he rejected God so much, he chose to stay in that sinful compromise and God had enough. Judges 16 verse 20 says, God no longer blessed Samson with supernatural strength. He awoke from his sleep and thought, I'll go out as before and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. Samson proved himself more faithful to things that were not glorifying God than to God. And so I'll lead you, I'll leave you with this verse. It says, Judges chapter 16 verse 21 to 22. Then the Philistines seized him, gouged out his eyes, and took him down to Gaza. Binding him with bronze shackles, they set him to grinding grain in the prison. But the hair on his head began to grow again after it had been shaved. And this verse, this verse just drew me in the moment that I read it. Because the moment that Samson's hair started to grow again, it's a beautiful example of how God can redeem. And although I've just been telling you the lessons about Samson's mistakes and what he was doing, what I really want to draw you into is this. You are never too far gone and you can always be used by God. We need to break off the things that distract us before we let them break us. We need to understand that we are never too far gone for Jesus and that Jesus can restore, Jesus can redeem. And when we repent and we turn away from those things, we have a great plan ahead of us. We have the power, the choice to decide what we want and how to do it. Are we going to use our calling? Are we going to give it our all? Or are we going to be distracted with meaningless dead idols? I mean, these people, they worship dead idols. Why would I, with a calling, knowing that I have a plan from Jesus himself, would go into those things? And you see, sometimes it's not even because we want to, but because it's our sinful nature. Because we're familiar to those things. But we have to wake up to the fact that we can get through those things. That God can pull us out from there and that we can avoid those things before we even take the step that leads to complete and utter destruction. I want to leave you with this ending verse, 2 Timothy verse 2 chapter 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 22 Flee also youthful lust but pursue righteousness faith love peace with those who call on the name of the Lord out of a pure heart Seek faith seek love seek righteousness seek peace 
Do not seek idols. Do not idolize things that are temporary. Because what God wants to do through you will be forever. Will be until the day that you get to see him in heaven. And I'm telling you, what he has for you, the plan that he has for you, the thing that he wants to fulfill through you, is so much bigger than the sin that is trying to hold you back. You can ask God to take away those things that are drawing you farther away from him. And I want to leave you with this ending prayer. If you've been this way, if you've just been having a rough couple of days or weeks or months or years, and you just want to start from zero, and you just want to give your life to God, or you just want to get back to where you were, close your eyes, bow your head, put your hand on your heart and say, God, I am sorry for chasing after the wrong things, for being distracted with the world and playing with sin. I ask for forgiveness and I ask for you to help me. Redeem me, Jesus. I want to give my all to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And guys, this is not to make you feel bad, but this is such a powerful message and I feel like we can just avoid so many discouragements, so many hurts, so many things that can draw us back if we just choose to listen to God and if we choose to get up and react and fast and pray and read the word of God, if we just manifest the Holy Spirit and tell him, Holy Spirit, come and just move and just change the atmosphere and protect me i'm telling you god can redeem you he can restore you and most importantly you can get out of that stay vigilant my friends stay sober and vigilant because the enemy prowls like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour the devil wants your soul but guess what jesus wants your soul even more and he wants you to take care of that i'll see you in the next episode god bless you i'll see you next time